Can you tell me your name? My name is Jaime Steinmetz. And can you tell me your experience during World War II and the Nazi period? I am from Hungary. In uh, 1944, April 1944, right after the last days of Pesach, right on the last days of Pesach, they took us, the police told us to get some packages, some uh, covers, and they took us, it's right, the last days of Pesach, they took us to the shul, and we were all sleeping in the shul, and the Nazis came in with motorcycles and dogs and guns, and uh, they occupied the house, they took over the house, they, they sealed everything in the, the apartment, and they said uh, that they were enjoined, uh, they were joining together with the police, the Hungarian police, which they said to the police that nobody's going to go into the apartment because they sealed the doors. Actually, I come from a home where we had a lot of, uh, we had a textile business. Uh, it was like a supermarket and uh, we had uh, all kinds of, uh, it was a small city, it's called Lerdino, Lerdino, and it's a, uh, didn't have much of a population there, about 2,000, uh, actually about uh, 12,000 Christians and about 60 or 70 family, Jewish families. And they, in the morning, which is on a, uh, right after Pesach in the morning, the poli- we were lined up and the police took us to the station, the train, and they we went into a ghetto and called the, the Vishovitz, Vishov the suits, and we stayed in the ghetto by other people's houses, which the Nazis were supervising, and they, they locked the streets, you couldn't escape, you couldn't go out from there. You stayed there till uh, it was May. May, they took us to, uh, the train, the train was, uh, we, we all went into the train and we went into the station, uh, the train station, and by the train station they were waiting us, cattle cars were uh, waiting for us, and they packed in about a hundred people in a the, in the car, and the people were pregnant people, babies, people were heart conditioned, wheelchairs, and there was chaos. The doors were locked. We went for three days, three days, three days and three nights in the cattle car. No water, no food, no nothing, no air. And could you imagine children there, with babies, with mother with babies, pregnant ladies, and uh, people with heart conditions. They, they were suffering, and we arrived, finally arrived after three days, we arrived to Auschwitz. And in Auschwitz, the, the Germans were waiting for us with sticks and guns and, and dogs around. So everybody had to leave. They opened up the doors from the cattle cars. 
a few people, quite a few people have died in the cattle calf during three days, suffered heart attacks or there was no, uh, nowhere for them to urinate or to do anything, showers or anything. It was just a, a tremendous smell in the, in the cattle wagon. So we went out and the, the mothers and babies, they didn't want to separate from the children. So they, Nazis forced them to take the kids, the children, they throw into a garbage a truck, a truck that was uh, taking the kids to the gas chambers. And the mothers and was I uh, were lined up in a separate uh, area, and I was with my father, the male in the male section. Dr. Mengele was there, and he made a selection, and uh, I was there with my father. My father was a young man, forty-six years old, and I was. 16 years old, and we were together holding on to each other, but Mengele divided us. Mengele sent me to the right and my father to the left, and that was the last time I saw my father. I didn't, say, didn't even have time to say goodbye. My father went to the gas chambers, and what happened to my mother? My mother was with three with three sisters, my, uh, she had uh, five girls, and three of them were sent to the gas chambers with my mother, and two were sent to work, to labor camp. I, I we arrived, uh, we, they took haircuts, we got undressed, walked from, for about a mile, till we got to showers, and they, they gave us uh, striped pajamas to wear, and uh, and that was it. Uh, so after after that, we were they put us on to, in Auschwitz, and I, uh, to stay there for for further selection to be sent to various camps for labor. So uh, we we were at Auschwitz for eight days and there was no place to sleep. We all slept on, a, on the same tower where every person, there was no beds or anything. There was just three, three, sort of three flights and uh, plain desks, plain decks and uh, no covers or nothing. After that, we were sent, I was sent to a camp, labor camp called Dernau and from there I went to labor to work in the streets and the, uh, the tracks, make, uh, make roads for the Nazis and the cement work. And I was there about roughly about 10 months. And uh, I was sick a few times. I was sick, I couldn't go to work. And I went into the Lager Alta who was in charge of the camp. I told them, after being uh, three months in the labor camp there, I told him I can't go to work. I, I, I just can't do it. <coughs> so he says, the, he's going to give me a break. He's going to put me to work in the kitchen. And so was, he put me into the work, the kitchen to 
peeled potatoes. So at least it was an easier work for me. And I was able to stay there for about 10 months. And I was there for about 10 months. After that was the winter was coming up. And uh, actually it was Rosh, Rosh, uh, the holidays, Jewish holidays were coming up. It was in Kippur where he, they, where the Nazis came with a plan that all the young fellows my age should be sent sent to school with a that was their excuse to take us out of the campus uh, the labor camps and send us to the gas chambers I was so they sent a truck to all the surrounding cabins to pick up the young boys and to absolutely destroy them, gas them. So I was in a truck at the same time. So the Raga, just being my friend, he pulled me out, he saved my life, he didn't let me go. So he says, I, I definitely want to go because the Nazi said they're sending me to, to, to school there and he said to the older, the young boys, they're sending us to a school, so the winter is coming, it's going to be cold. So, but it was a lie, the whole thing was just a fabricated story to get these people to go back to the gas chambers. After that, uh, I got out of the truck, we went to different camps. I was in several, actually seven different camps. My last camp was Bergen-Belsen, and Bergen-Belsen I was, was, they were, that was, I was on a dead march in February, March, April, we were on a dead march and we went from camp to camp because the Allies, the Americans, the British, the Russians were closing in on the Nazis and they didn't want to give us up, so we kept moving from one camp to the other. Uh, my, my final camp was the destination to Bergen-Belsen. I was full of lice and uh, they, they didn't have the gas chambers working anymore. Whoever uh, couldn't make it, they, they didn't feed you there. <coughs> Whoever couldn't make the camp anymore, they just let them die there. So there were thousands, the tens of thousands of skeletons. And I was among the skeletons also. When the British came in, whoever had a heartbeat, they went in, they pulled us out, and they sent us, they cleaned us up, the Nazis cleaned us up, and they sent us to, to a hospital to to rehab. <coughs> After being in the hospital for about three months in Germany, I was sent to Sweden. There also rehab. We had a camp for DPs, and I was there for a year and a half. And then I came in '47 to America. '47, I went to school. I educated myself. I got married. Had three children and uh, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and I had a normal life. 
I was very proud to be here. And I stayed with all the problems I had, with all the mental problems. We have we are successful enough to start a new life. And so it was. Thank you.